You are listening to the audio podcast of Gethsemane Baptist Church, located in Long Beach, California, pastored by Eli Reynolds. Right, that is one of my favorite songs. My wife sings that song. I love that song. People do need the Lord. Amen. They do need the Lord. It was the Lord that changed my life and my family and your family and your life. Glad you're here. Appreciate uh, the pastor inviting me out. And uh, I've had a really wonderful time. Appreciate the nice room, the nice basket, the tremendous meals, and uh, just all that you've been very gracious to me. And you've been fun to preach to. You've listened well. The men, we've had a really good time. I just I just can't get over that the ladies didn't get any diamond rings. I just... Uh, I really tried to help you ladies all that I could, and maybe maybe this week the diamond ring will come, okay? And, uh, but I really enjoyed the men's meeting. I really did. I thought it was tremendous. Have your Bibles tonight, 2 Timothy, book of 2 Timothy. I really didn't struggle a whole lot with, uh, you know, which messages, a little bit, but more till tonight, and uh, it's just kind of just, you know, I got another one back here in the back, and and uh, just just kind of just... Could we sing three or four more songs and maybe I could pray a little bit longer and kind of just zero this in? Uh, I believe we're going the right direction, okay? 2 Timothy chapter number 4. I want you to listen carefully. We're going to stand here in a second. What I'm going to, what I, the principle that you're going to see that I'm going to, I'm going to give you, you're already going to know it, okay? You may not have seen it quite like this, but you already know it, okay? I'm telling you, you already know the truth, the principle here that I'm going to show you. But it's vital that we, we get a hold of it. And if we can get a hold of it, I believe it will help us through the very difficult times in our life. I'm excited about your church. I really am. You've got a wonderful young pastor, his family. It's, it's so exciting to see uh, the, the facilities you have, uh, the young couples. And aren't you looking forward to the day that this building is filled? You know, it's just like preachers have lost that. But that can happen right here. And you had a great crowd this morning, tremendous, and a good crowd. You know, a lot of churches don't even have church on Sunday night, Wednesday night. Do you know that? They don't. I'm just telling you, it is good that you are here. This is encouraging, okay? I'm expecting great things in the future from Gethsemane Baptist Church. I really am. Have your Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 4. If you're able, why don't we stand? I will read out loud. You just follow. We're standing, and I'll read out loud. You should be a little patient here, okay? Uh, look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. Very familiar verses. Look at verse 1. I charge thee, therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing... And kingdom. Preach the word. You see that? Preach the word. Be what? Be instant. What does it say? In season. And what does it say? Out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. I want you to notice, zero in with me. Paul's writing to a young preacher by the name Timothy that Paul has mentored. Paul says, this is the last letter that Paul wrote. These are his last words, okay? He says to this young preacher, preach the word. Preach the word. And then he says, be instant, what? In season and out of season. Father, we love you. 
Thank you for loving us. Thank you for this great church, good crowd on Sunday night, and Lord, a good meeting, Lord, with the men. And God, I just pray now that you would just help us on purpose uh, to listen. And God, may there be something here that, uh, Father, that really would make a difference in all of our lives, uh, Lord, today, tomorrow, but Lord, in years to come, uh, God, that this truth would get a hold of us. Uh, so, Father, we're going to thank you for what you're going to do. And in Jesus' name, we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. Appreciate your patience. Uh, nearly my whole life uh, preaching, I have heard uh, this text, verse 2, uh, used this way. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. I've heard that uh, nearly my whole preaching life, nearly 40 years, that uh, what Paul is telling Timothy in this verse, that he needs to be always ready uh, to preach God's word. And older preachers normally will tell the younger preachers, look, man, you, you never know what situation you may get into, but you need to always be ready. I remember going to a funeral one time, and I was just going to attend and really ended up preaching it. And, uh, and, and didn't know. I mean, you talk about, about a surprise. Think about that. And uh, I remember going to a revival meeting just to support the meeting. And uh, my wife had gotten in the car. The children have gotten in the car. I was about to get in the car. And I looked at my wife with the door open. I said, I'll be right back. And I ran inside. And, and I had a little office there at home. And I had a message that was pinned on the wall. And I, I ran in, grabbed that message, stuck it in my Bible, went to this revival meeting just to go support the meeting. And so the preacher gets up and he says, uh, uh, we got a problem tonight. The evangelist vehicle is broke down. He is not going to make it. He said, one of you preachers need to be ready to preach tonight. My heart started pounding. And I thought, man, could it be me? Then in that song, a couple of songs, he came back. He said, Brother Carr, would you preach for us tonight? I was going, man, thank the Lord. I went back and grabbed that message, amen. And so I understand, okay, and I am not saying, I'm not trying to reinvent the verse, okay. I am not saying that it's not saying that. I believe we as preachers are to always be ready, to be instant in season, in, out of season. But I really believe there's a little more uh, of what Paul is telling Timothy in this text tonight, to be instant in season, in out of season. Now, we're going to come right back to the text, but I want you to hold your place there. Go to the book of Genesis chapter uh, number 8. The book of Genesis chapter number 8. We're going to come right back there, okay? I want to show you something, and I want you to see this. Look, look in Genesis chapter number 8, the book of Genesis chapter number 8, and look with me at verse number 22, okay? Now, this is here uh, after the flood, and, and God is speaking to Noah, okay? In uh, Genesis 8, verse 22, notice what God says to Noah. He says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and, what does it say? Heat, and summer and what? And winter, and day and what? Night shall not cease. Now, understand if you go to Alaska, they, they, they can have some days that are 22 uh, hours long of daylight. I understand that. Or 22 hours of, of darkness. I understand that. But, but God says here to Noah, he says, look, 
I'm giving you my word. I'm telling you, as long as this earth exists, there's always going to be summer and winter. Now, I know in my area, in your, your area here, uh, in the south, we don't have much of a winter. Really, lasts about two days. Boom, it's gone, and then it's uh, summer, and then for... 11 and a half months, okay? We have a fall, and it's mostly summertime, all right? And, and, and I know in California, y'all have often, most of the time, beautiful weather. Okay, I, I get that. But God said, as long as this earth exists, there's always going to be sea time and harvest. There's going to be cold and heat. There's going to be summer and winter, and there's going to be day and night. Have you noticed that for these several thousands of years, it, it, there's a daylight and there's a dark? Can I get a witness there? And so we, we see this, okay? Now, go back to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter number 4, and, and look what Paul says to Timothy. He says, now, preach the word, be what? Be what? Be instant, in season, in what? And out of season. Now, the word instant, listen carefully. The word instant there means, it means to be pressing. It means to be urgent. It means to be earnest. It means make no delay. Listen to this. It means to be pressing, to be urgent. The word season, season, means well-timed. Well-timed. Or a fit or suitable time. For instance, if it were to snow in South Mississippi, number one, we would be shocked. But if it were to snow in July... That would be out of season. There's about zero chance of it snowing in South Mississippi in July. There's a very small chance if it's going to ever snow in January and February. It has, and it, and it does once every three or four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years, but not, not very often, okay? And uh, so the, the word season means well-timed, a fit or suitable time. So... What Paul is saying to Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, I want you to be pressing. I want you to be urgent. I want you to be earnest. Look, in season and out of season. In season and out of season. Be instant in season and out of season. Listen carefully. The in season, we would call that the proper time. Uh, the in season, we would call that the day. The end season, we would call that the summer. The end season, we would call that the hot. The end season, we would call that the up. The end season, we would call that the on. The out of season, we would call that the improper time. Uh, the out of season, we would call that the night. Uh, the out of season, we would call that the winter. The out-of-season, we would call that the cold. The out-of-season, we would call that the down. The out-of-season, we would call that the off. What Paul is telling Timothy, stay with me now, what Paul is telling Timothy, he is saying, Timothy, whether it's the proper time or the improper time, whether it's the day or the night, whether it's the summer or the winter, whether it's the hot or the cold, whether it's the up or the down, whether it's the on or the off, he said, Timothy, I want you to always be pressing. I want you to always be urgent. In other words, Timothy, regardless, Regardless of what the season is, I want you to be faithful to be serving God. Whether it's the in season or the outer season. Let me just give you some thoughts quickly tonight. Number one, 
Sometimes we find things easier than other times. I'm just telling you. Sometimes, Pastor, I find it easy to preach. I really do. Sometimes I find it easy to sing the songs. Sometimes I find it easy in my life uh, to pray. Sometimes I find it easy to give. Sometimes in my life I find it easy to come to church. Sometimes I find it easy to be married. Sometimes I find it easy to praise God. Uh, sometimes I find it easy to, to read my Bible. We would call that the end season. Hey, sometimes we just, if we would be honest tonight, uh, sometimes in our Christian life, we, we just, sometimes we just find it, man, we find the preaching just easy to listen to. We, 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 the, the song leader says, turn your, uh, by, uh, your hymn book and let's sing Blessed Assurance. And we just, man, we just grab the hymn book and we just, we find it easy. Sometimes we find it easy to teach our Sunday school class. Sometimes we find it easy to, to go sewing and, and, and knock on those doors. We would call that, hey, uh, uh, the up, we would call that the own, we, we would call that the summer, we would call that the day. May I say number two, sometimes things seem to be harder than other times. Sometimes for me, as preaching for many years, sometimes I just find it easy. Sometimes I find it hard. Sometimes I find it difficult. Sometimes I find it maybe difficult to study. Sometimes I may find it difficult to pray. Uh, sometimes I find it difficult maybe to come to church. Sometimes I may find it difficult to go sewing and, and knock on doors. You say, you, Pastor Carr? Yeah, sometimes it, it, it's the night. Uh, sometimes it's the winter. Sometimes it's down. Sometimes things just seem to be off. And I'm just simply saying, sometimes things seem to be harder than at other times. For instance, my dad died on a Monday. I was at the hospital making an ICU visit, and uh, they were looking for me. Didn't have cell phones back then, and hardly anybody, nobody had one hardly. And so I left the hospital, went to Hardy's to get me a biscuit and a coffee, and then I was going to head to the church. And as I, I was pulled in, uh, a man in the church saw me, pulled in, jumped out of his car, started doing this. I light down my window. I said, man, what is wrong? He said, they've been trying to get a hold of you, looking for you everywhere. And he said, your dad just passed away said, do what? What are you talking about? He says, your dad has died. I said, man, you, you got to be mistaken. And so I drove to the house, and sure enough, the hearse was already there. My sisters, a lot of my family were already there. They've been looking for me, trying to get a hold of me. That was, that was Monday. That was Monday morning. Tuesday, we had the wake. Wednesday, we had the funeral. That Wednesday night, we were starting our mission conference. So I had my dad's funeral Wednesday. Got done. Time we got done with the service and everything. It was about 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. And then within a few hours, we're starting a conference, a meeting at my church. Within a few hours. I'm going to be very honest with you. I went to church that night, but it was hard. I sang that night, but it was difficult. I, uh, uh, we, we had the meeting, but, but it was hard. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was for me at that particular time, it, it was the down. It was the off. Uh, it was the winter. It, it was the night. And, and if we'd be honest tonight, sometimes in the Christian life, we, we just find things are just clicking along. The, the, it's, it's, it's bright. It's day. Uh, it's up. Uh, things are going great. Things are going wonderful. And, but sometimes things ain't going wonderful. Sometimes things ain't up. Sometimes it is dark. And sometimes things are difficult. Do you find it that way? I, I just don't find every ounce of it. And I, I know I'm supposed to. But I'm saying the truth is, sometimes things are 
easier maybe to do certain things than at other times. Sometimes maybe what's going on in your life. May I say number three, stay with me. Remember the end season is not going to last. Now aren't you glad tonight that I've come to tell you if things are up and everything's going good that it ain't going to last? Nothing like getting cheered up by the pastor, amen, by the preacher. Hey, if it's day, hey, if it's day, and man, you say, preacher, things have never been going better in my life. I am telling you, I'm in the summer of life. I'm in the day of life. I am telling you, things are going wonderful. It ain't going to last. Oh, you're looking at me really funny. You, you can try to fake some people out, but I've been preaching way too long. I have pastored too many people to see them on cloud nine one day and at the bottom the next day. Just remember, the end season is not going to last. Why? Because God said it's not going to. God gave a principle in Romans chapter 8, and God said as long as this earth exists, there's always going to be night, there's always going to be day, there's always going to be winter, there's always going to be summer. You're not going to stop that. That's what we call life. I told you I already knew what I was going to tell you. We call that life, okay? Remember, the in-season is not going to last. But watch this. Remember, the out-season is not going to last either. Now, that ought to get a little shout right down here in California. I said, remember, the out-season is not going to last either. Hey, if it's night, I got good news. Hey, if it's night in your life, I got some good news. Day is coming. Hey, if it's winter, I've got some good news. Summer is coming. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. I'm saying to you tonight, hey, yes, it was dark there at Calvary. Hey, it was Wednesday, but guess what? Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming, amen. Hey, remember, the out of season will not last either. And so let me give you the message, okay? Let me just give you the thoughts. And I, I believe this could help you so much if you just, on purpose, listen. Paul said, young Timothy, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Timothy, whether it's up, down, cold, hot, night, day, summer, winter, don't let either one affect you. You just keep pressing on for God. You just keep Pressing on for God. In season, out of season. Can I get a witness? Now, let me give you the message. Number one, both seasons are necessary. Both seasons are necessary. God said as long as the earth is going to exist, there's going to be winter and there's going to be summer. Now, uh, really, the truth is, I am glad that we do have some winter in South Mississippi. Thank the Lord. Now, do y'all have mosquitoes here in California? Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a mosquito in South Mississippi. Have you ever seen an eagle? Those are our mosquitoes down in South Mississippi. Okay. And so, so here, here you have a mosquito, okay? And, and, and thank God for winter. Why? Winter is necessary. Thank the Lord. It kills off some of the mosquitoes. If we didn't have a winter in South Mississippi, those mosquitoes would get as big as an eagle. And they would land on you, stick their little, what do you call that little thing they have there? Whatever, that little sticker, all right? They'd stick that in you and they'd suck some blood out, 
Could you imagine a mosquito the size of an eagle land on you, sticks his little thing, sucks all the blood out of you, boom, you drop dead. God in his wisdom, God in his wisdom gives us winters, gives us summers. God in his wisdom gives us days and he gives us nights. Listen, remember, remember in life, both are necessary. Go with me to 1 Peter. Let me show you this tonight. Go to 1 Peter chapter number 1. Remember, both seasons are necessary. 1 Peter chapter number 1. Watch this now. Look with me at verse number 6. Wherein, 1 Peter 1 verse 6, wherein ye greatly what? You greatly rejoice, though, though now for a what? For a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation. That means uh, different kinds, many in number. Uh, so uh, sometimes it is necessary in life that, that, that we have uh, a, a winter in our life, that we have a night in our life. Hey, but listen tonight, hey, both seasons are necessary. Now, we want to act like, you know, in the Christian life, this everything's always up, you know, everything's always good, you know, I'm too blessed to be depressed. And, and, and I, I've been around long enough to see those people with that get depressed. Okay? I said, number one, remember, both seasons are necessary. I love this. Number two, don't let either affect your labor. Don't let either affect your labor. Go to Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. And I believe that's what Paul is telling Timothy. Timothy, hey, in season, out of season. Be instant. Don't let, hey, if it's up, you serve the Lord. If it's down, you serve the Lord. If it's, if it's winter, you serve the Lord. If it's summer, you serve the Lord. Hey, if it's winter, pray. If it's summer, pray. If it's night, pray. If it's day, pray. If it's winter, go to church. If it's summer, go to church. Don't let either affect your labor. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. Ecclesiastes, you know, a lot of people can serve God when it's summer. A lot of people can serve God when it's day. A lot of people can serve God when everything is up. But the reality of life is not always going to be that way. 7, 24, 7. Sometimes there's going to be some difficulties in our life. Sometimes there's going to be some dark days in our life. Sometimes there may be some dark days come to this church. I've had many dark days out of our church. But I'm telling you, hey, there's some good days. There's going to be some bad days. But you don't need to let either affect your labor. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, quickly. Look at verse number 4. The Bible says, He that observeth the wind shall not what? So, And he that regardeth the cloud shall not what? Reap. You know, you, you got Christians today that when it's daylight, when it's summer, when everything is up and everything's going good, they serve God. And then all of a sudden, the night comes in their life, the winter comes in their life, and, and then they quit serving God. Hey, don't let the, uh, the in-season or the out-of-season affect your labor for God. Sunday morning, we, for years, for years, my, my brother-in-law and I would go to the jail uh, and preach. I would, he would lead the singing. He's my song leader, and I would preach. 
We would meet at the church at 6.30 Sunday morning, and uh, we would leave and drive to the jail and get there about quarter till uh, 7. And they'd announce it, and people would come into a room, and, and it was volunteer, whoever wanted to come. And, and then I would, he would lead a couple songs, sing a special, and uh, then I would preach, and we'd get done at 8 o'clock. And then when we left there, we'd go through the drive through Hardee's. Did y'all hear me mention Hardee's a while ago? And I would go through Hardee's. I'd get a coffee, a coffee and a biscuit. And, and my, my brother-in-law, uh, he, he would get, do y'all have college teams in California? I don't have college team. I, I hadn't heard anybody mention anything about sports since I've been here. And I just, I was just wondering, okay. That was a joke. I was picking on y'all, okay. Bad joke. I'm sorry. Gotta, don't need to end on a bad note. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, he would get an orange juice and a biscuit. I'd get a coffee and a biscuit. And then we'd drive to the church. We'd go in there. And I was about 8.20, 8.30-ish. And uh, so we was in the fellowship hall. We did it for years. This is almost the same routine. And so we're sitting there, just fellowshipping a little bit. we eat our biscuit. I'd drink my coffee. He'd drink his orange juice. And he'd kind of go to the auditorium. I'd go to my office. And, and this particular Sunday morning, my phone rang. And it was one of the staff men said, Preacher, one of our buses just got in a wreck. And just wanted to let you know. And I said, okay. And. And I said, well, let me know what's going on. And so about 15 minutes later, he called, preacher, preacher. I said, yeah, what's this? He said, a man that hit our bus was killed instantly. This is Sunday morning. Now it's about 10 minutes till 9. He said, they want you to come out there. And so I had to leave the church, and I drive out. And what happened, one of our buses had broke down. And so it was really swapping buses. And the bus that this gentleman hit was actually empty. But what happened, and we don't really know exactly what happened, but, but we was driving, uh, our bus driver was driving down uh, just a, a two-lane road, and he saw this young man in an S-10 fly, just coming right toward him, and he went out of his lane, and so our, our bus driver saw him coming like right at him, so he got completely off the road as far as he could get, and, and there was a fence, he couldn't go any farther off the road, and the car, hit, the truck hit him, Nearly turned our bus over and killed the man instantly. So I went out there, and, and I shouldn't have, but I walked over to the truck and saw the young man there dead. And when somebody is killed in an automobile accident, you know, they do an investigation, they measure, and it, it takes a good while. So I called back to the church. I said, I'm, gonna, I'm stuck out here. I don't know why. There's nothing I can really do right now. And I said, I'll be there as soon as I can, but it looks like I'm going to have to miss Sunday school. Somebody's going to have to fill in my class. So we, we, they got that took care of. And now it's about 20 minutes to 11. We start at 11. And so when I, I'm not that far from the church, but the time I get back to the church, literally, it is about 5 minutes to 11. I have time to walk in my office, go to the restroom, and then go to the pulpit. What do you do? Sunday morning, hardly nobody in the church knows anything about the accident. Do you walk to the pulpit and say, look, i got an announcement to make. I know if I go to the pulpit and say, look, somebody just hit one of our buses and we're killed, I know that's just going to kill the service. I know everybody's going to be like, oh, what happened? Oh, you know, we've got to get sued. It wasn't our fault. And, and, and just tell you the good thing about this story. I went and saw his mom and dad, and, uh, and they had told me, they said, you know, he had just gotten saved, but he was having some drug problems. And uh, so we, we believed that, you know, there was, he was some drug issue there. And, and, but I'm glad that he had made a profession of faith. But what do you do? It, it's Sunday morning. What do I do? I got visitors there. I got people there. You know what I did? I'm not trying to be a great Christian. I'm not trying to be a great preacher. 
I just did what I always did. I just glad you're here this morning and sang the songs and I got up and preached. After the service was over and then I told the church about what happened. That was the outer season. That was the winter. That was the night. Sunday morning, Easter. We had just gotten to the church. Uh, well, I guess I just got to the church. I was there early. And uh, uh, my wife had put some new borders Saturday night or, or in the nursery. And she hung some. So I was walking through the facilities and looking. And I, and I noticed some of the border that she had put up had, had fallen down. So I called her and I said, babe, I said, some of that border has fallen down. You may want to come just a little bit early. And you might want to work on that a little bit. And she said, okay. She said, at that moment, she was making breakfast for the children. And, and, and she looked at the children and she said, you know what? She said, uh, we'll just get a donut and just forget the breakfast. And so they left. Well, she left a pot on the stove. And about, uh, it was Easter morning, so I wasn't going to teach Sunday school. I was going to let my assistant pastor teach. And uh, so, uh, so we're starting the service. It's uh, Sunday school. Song leader comes. Let's all stand, get our hymn book. And we're singing a song. And my guy in the sound booth, he, he does this. Now, in South Mississippi, that means he wants me to come to him. And so he does this. And I'm standing over here. Song leader's there. My assistant pastor's over there. And he's doing this. I'm like, I ain't coming off this platform. And he's doing this. And I'm like, I ain't coming. <laughs> and so then he does this. In South Mississippi, that means hurry up and come now. And so I'm just standing there. And so he leaves the sound booth comes down to the middle of the aisle and he's going like this. I'm thinking, what in the world is wrong with him? And so I walk down and he comes to meet me. I'm walking and he meets me about right like this in the middle of the auditorium. He says, your house is on fire. And I'm like, you should have thought of this right here, right? How does he know my house is on fire? He's in the sound booth. How does he know my house is on fire? Well, that was my nephew and he was, uh, his wife, which is my niece, uh, his wife is my niece, uh, her children were sick that morning. My neighbor called, my, my neighbor called uh, and said, hey, your, your uncle's house is on fire. So she called her husband who was in the sound booth and he got me. And so I said, oh, it's probably nothing to it. And so I told my wife, I said, why don't you run out there real quick? They're probably mistaken. And so a little bit later, I was sitting in the back. Sunday school had started. And, uh, and so somebody comes in and says, preacher, they want you to come out there. You got, you got to go. I said, well, we're trying to have church. It was Sunday school. So I drive out there. My wife's there and one of my boys went with her. And we're standing there and it's on fire. It's just burning. I mean, in guff. We lost everything we had. It's Easter Sunday morning. What do you do? What do you do? That's the night. That's the winter. That's the down. That's the off. I looked at my wife. I said, babe, there's not a thing we can do. The firemen are trying to put it out. There's not one thing we can do. I said, now, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to go back to church. And I'm going to preach. And she said, Going with you. So we went on back to church and we had church. We had a few people saved. We had a great service. Service got done and I said, well, you know, don't know where we're going to stay tonight. We got an extra room. <laughs> Our house is burnt down to the ground. They're like, dude, what? <laughs> Are you still with me? Don't let either affect your labor. Hurricane Katrina come. Sister Faith's dead. Brother Ray has been such a blessing during that time and I could not tell you that the trucks that kept coming in and 
I was just absolutely just wore out. And Brother Ray came and, and he said, you, you need to get some rest. And I handed him my cell phone and laid on the floor in my office. Just fell asleep. I mean, it was just day and night, day and night, day and night, day and night. Our church that Sunday morning that Katrina came in had 423. We went all the way down to 85. I mean, our church was growing. It was rubbling, man. It was what I pre I mean, people getting saved. And, man, it was full. I mean, it was exciting. Down to 85. What do you do? I don't know. But just, hey, it's winter. It's night. It's cold. Hey, just keep on serving God. Both seasons are necessary. Don't let either affect your labor. Number three, don't let either affect your decisions. You know, most preachers resign their churches in the winter. They, they resign their churches when things are down. They, they, couples get divorced. Uh, you know, you hit a little winter in your marriage and things ain't going so good. And, you, you know, and you, you get divorced. People, you know, run into a little problem at the church or they, so they leave. Look, hey, stay with your church when it's up. When it's down, when it's night, when it's day, if God puts you here, stay here. Churches go through summers and winters, and I believe marriages go through summer and winter. Hey, if you said, I do, just stay married until death do you part. Don't let either affect your decisions. May I say number four, don't let either, now this is going to be tough. I'm preaching to me now. Don't let either affect your spirit. You know, it's pretty easy to have a good spirit when things are up. Pretty easy to have a good spirit when things are on. When it's summer, go to Philippians chapter number 4 quickly tonight. Philippians chapter number 4. The book of Philippians chapter number 4. Look at verse 11 quickly. Philippians chapter 4. Look at verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be what? Now look at verse 12. Paul says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. You know, Paul is at, in jail, midnight with Silas, blood is running down his back, and what is he doing? He's praising God. He's praising God. Job lost Ten children, seven boys and three girls. Job lost everything he had. That was the winter. That was the night. Things were down. His wife said, curse God and die. What did Job do? Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Both seasons are necessary. Don't let either affect your labor. Don't let either affect your decisions. Don't let either affect your spirit. May I say quickly, don't forget you're going to have both. In life, there's a Bible principle here. God said as long as the earth exists, it's going to be night, there's going to be day. There's going to be summer, there's going to be winter. And Paul is saying to Timothy, now Timothy, listen son, I want you to be instant. I want you to be present, pressing, urgent, earnest, whether it's on, off, up, down, summer, winter. Timothy, there's going to be some rough days. There's going to be some good days. But you just keep serving God. 
just keep serving God. Preacher, just keep on preaching. Just keep on preaching. Choir, keep on singing. So what are Sunday school teachers? You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some good days. Just keep on serving God, regardless of the season. You get that? Now, if you notice how I worded this, I said, as long as this earth exists, there's going to be summer and there's going to be winter. Do you see that? Do you hear that? Now, let me show you something that's very interesting. Go with me to Psalms 104. Psalms 104. The book of Psalms 104. Now, when scientists or the scientific world contradicts the Bible, I always go with the Bible. Because what you will find out, science eventually will begin to catch up with the Bible. <laughs> Can I get a witness there? You're not going to prove the Bible wrong, sir. The Bible is always going to be right. Because it's the Word of God. And in Psalms 104, look with me now at verse 19. He appointed the moon for what? For seasons. Now, you can come and meet me over here. And so I don't know what the moon's got anything to do with the seasons. Scientifically, I may not, can, you know, there's probably somebody in the room that could explain it. I, I may not understand it when it comes to science. But I do know this. The Bible says he appointed the moon for seasons. What the Bible says, y'all looking at me funny. Right? Now go to Revelation chapter 21, the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation chapter number 21. The book of Revelation chapter number 21. You're going to love this. Oh, tonight. Oh, I wish you'd get a hold of this. Because, see, next week it may be night for you. Next week you may get the phone call and it's winter. I got a text this morning at about... 4.30 your time, my aunt passed away in the night. I'm glad a few weeks ago I visited her in the hospital. I, was, I had witnessed her several times and uh, went and saw her. I, I, I remember my church was right across the hall from her, so I saw her and went and saw my member. And, and uh, I was leaving the hospital, and I thought, you know, I want to go back and just one more time talk to her. So I went back and pulled up a chair. Her name was Ruby. I said, Aunt Ruby, I want to ask you a question. Now, I've talked to, the, to you about this before, but do you know for sure you're going to heaven? She said, when I was about 14 or 15 years old, I received Christ. Ain't that good? But look in Revelation chapter number 21. Look at verse 23. I hope you can connect this. If you don't, it's my fault, not yours. And the city had no need of the sun, issue in neither of what? Neither of the moon. Catch it? Ain't going to be no more seasons. Oh, you don't believe that? Oh, okay. Look, look at Revelation 22. Look at Revelation 22 and look at verse number 3. And there shall be no more what? Curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall what? Serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Watch it now, verse 5. And there shall be no night there. Now, if I was in South Mississippi, I would go, yes! Then I'm in California, I won't do that. The day is coming, there'll be no more season. There'll be no more night, it'll just be day. As long as we're living this life on this planet, there's going to be ups and downs, ohms and offs, 
summer and winters, good days and bad days. But you know what? Just keep serving God. One day, the day will come, and you won't have to walk behind a hearse or ride behind a hearse. First funeral I ever did nearly 40 years ago was my wife's sister's little baby that died. First funeral, a little baby. I don't know how many services I've done through the years of babies, teenagers. I did one funeral of two teenagers. There was brother and sister that was killed in an accident. I had one brother here and his sister over here. So difficult. I watched that mom and that daddy just weep. They were killed instantly in a wreck. Two hearses going out to the graveside. I don't know how many times I went to funerals with a, a, a sweet lady who's lost her husband of 50 or 60 years or the man lost his wife for 50 or 60 or 70 years. And I got good news tonight for us who are saved. The day is a coming that when there will be no more night, there will be no more winter. Hey, it will just be day. But until then, tomorrow morning we'll have to get up and go to work. Sometime this week, some of you will probably get a phone call. Your heart will be pulled out of your chest. You'll weep and you'll cry. And you'll say, God, this doesn't seem fair. And it'll be down. And it'll be off. And it'll be winter in your life. But keep coming to church. Keep serving the Lord. Keep winning souls. Keep serving the Lord. Because that winter ain't going to last. One day it'll be day. Then it, when things are up, don't get cocky. Don't get proud when everything's going good. Don't think I've arrived. Hey, I'm telling you, the night will come. It's going to be that way your whole life. There's going to be ups and downs, good days and bad days, nights and, and days. There's going to be winter and summer until one day we get with the Lord. Amen. And it'll just be day. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed tonight. Man, I hope this helps you in days and weeks and months to come. There's going to be some winners in your life. But hey, keep serving the Lord. Don't let it affect your decision. 